And uh, it's a joy selling them because it is a very special thing and they are professional grade ladders. You can leave them outside, fitting of stainless steel on the tripod. We're very proud of them. Hello, hello, my gardening friends, and welcome to episode 12 from Pot and Cloche Garden Podcasts. I'm Geoff Elphick, a gardener from Gloucestershire in England, and today it's a case of Country Mouse Hits the Big City. As you can hear, I'm on the tube and I'm heading to the Angel Station in Islington, where I'll be taking a visit to the old horticultural halls, now the Business Design Centre, where the Garden Press event is being held. It's an opportunity for writers, podcasters, radio and bloggers to come and meet the manufacturers of garden goods and products face to face. It's also a great opportunity for members of the Garden Media Guild to meet up and talk about the fantastic business that we all find ourselves in. As usual, let me quickly slip in a mention from my lovely sponsor, My Window Box, who supply a wide range of period style and modern window boxes in aluminium and steel, with drop-in or freestanding troughs to match. Take some time to have a look at their website. Go to mywindowbox.com and bring the garden to your window. In my first port of call, I'm meeting up with a Bristol-based company better known for their phone app and podcast, Fresh From The Pod, hosted by Tamsin Westhorpe. They're sharing a stand with Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants, and I'll make the most of the situation and speak to Rob and Rosie Hardy, who are just about to enter a new chapter in their busy lives. I'm with Helen Allsbrook from Candide. Hi, Helen. Hello, nice to see you. And you. Now, Candide, I've heard about it. I've obviously heard Tamsin Mm -hmm. with her wonderful podcast. But can you tell me a little bit more about the app and what you get up to in Bristol, perhaps? Well, we're very lucky to be based in Bristol, which is a very nurturing green city. Um, We've been there for two years now, um, and we're a team of 55 people building this app in the office. What we're aiming to achieve is link up what we see as quite a fragmented community um, in horticulture together with users. So at the moment our main focus is um, to look at our 300,000 users and make sure that they're getting the information that they need, whether it's um, nurseries that are um, selling fabulous plants um, that don't necessarily sell their plants directly to consumers, or whether it's a garden that needs increased footfall. So we're doing lots of maths behind it at the moment. And we're also partnering with Hardy's this year. So it's Hardy's final year at Chelsea, which is extremely sad news, but we're very proud to be supporting them in their biggest show um, ever. Rob's looking over at me like, what are you saying with that big furry microphone? (laughs) Um, So they've got a very big sculpture going in the middle of their garden. It's the same size as a show garden, but in the floral marquee. So we should have a very big stand at Chelsea, but it is sad that it's their final Chelsea. They'll still be at all of the shows in the UK. Um, and what Candida are really interested in doing is talking to the nurseries in the UK and seeing what their current struggles are and seeing if we can help them in any way. So um, it's very kind of Rob and Rosie to let us support them um, and we'll be working with them closely into 2020. Yeah. Now, tell me about the app. Why would I want to put the app on my phone? So we're aiming to link a community of gardeners together. Um, We're extremely proud of how um, connected our gardeners are within the app and how they help each other. So in simplest format, you can ask a question and get an answer rather quickly. It could be a plant ID. Um, Everything about the app is free and we're going to keep it free for users. Now you, you also do garden tours, don't you, or garden visits? 
Yeah, so we're looking at supporting independent gardens across the UK and ensuring that they get extremely good traffic from our users into their gardens. At the moment we've got 300,000 users and a third of those are active per month but we're also launching in the US this year. So. With the increase of um, visits from the US, um, I think we're trying to drive traffic to Fantastic Gardens. Yeah. Okay. Well, Helen, thanks for your time. I'm going to go and accost the Hardys, I think. Do you think that's a good idea? Very good idea, yeah. yeah they've been causing trouble all morning. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Hardy, I, I've been told this is your last year at Chelsea. It won't be my last year, but it will be my wife's last year because I'm going to, once we're finished as a nursery exhibit at Chelsea, we're carrying on with all the other shows. Uh, Malvern, uh, Gardeners World Live, Hampton Court, Wisley, Hyde Hall, all those. Um, but with the pressure from Chelsea is absolutely immense on my darling wife, Rosemary, and our nursery manager. She looks fine to me at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what she tells me there's so much pressure on. Um, and also our nursery team. They, they're trying to make sure those plants are already on that date is quite uh, pressurising. Um, but I'm going to do some mentoring. So any new exhibitor coming through, we've got a couple we're going to get involved with helping out and things like that. So hopefully we can carry, I can carry on helping out other people. Oh, I see. But otherwise, you'll still be seen at the other shows. We'll still be seen at the other shows. It's just Chelsea. It's, it, we've done 29 years. This will be our 29th year. Yeah. Um, we did the garden back in 2016, plus the inside display. And this year, I don't know if it's been explained to you how big the display is. Carry on. Yeah. It's 160 square metres, which is about two-thirds of the size of a garden outside on Main Avenue. But with ours, you'd be able to walk into and sit in it as well. So there is areas for you to enjoy inside the display, which you can't do on Main Avenue and places like that. So. And uh, the rest of your, your other business, the, the nursery, still Oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing all the mail order. Rose, we did our first talk last night. I think Rose has got about 70 or 80 talks this year. Uh, gardening clubs and so on. Uh, we're back out tonight in Surrey. We're in Reading last night. Uh, she's back at the Chelsea Physic Garden with the English School of Gardening tomorrow doing a full day. So, yeah, she's on full flow now on talks and so on. Uh, and she's had a brilliant start to the year. She went out to South Africa for two weeks, walking the Drakensbergs with one of her friends from Rittle College back 40 years ago. Her sister and a botanist went out there. And she filmed over 300 plants out in the wild up on the Drakensberg, which... Uh, so she's now capable of doing talks with things like that at yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Was she looking for new plants? No, not necessarily. She just likes to see plants in the wild. Because yeah. if you find them in their natural, then you know exactly what the growing conditions are, what the requirements are for them to grow. Yeah. Not the ones we tend to force them into. But then as long as you make sure you've got those right conditions, then you're fine. Yeah. Rob Hardy, thank you very much. I've, I've pinned down Rosie Hardy and I'm doing a bit of due diligence. Um, I've been speaking to Rob and I just want to check what he told me was true. So 24 gold medals, I understand. It is, yes, yeah. at the moment. But it's all coming to an end. Yes, yes. yes. It is a joint no, it's decision. It's not all coming to an end, is it? But, well, uh, no, no, displaying at Chelsea, this will be our last year actually displaying at Chelsea. We will still have uh, a presence at Chelsea after that from our plants point of view because they will be grown for show gardens and people who want them and we want to help with young people coming in wanting to exhibit at Chelsea so we are changing our role Hardy's as a nursery won't be there but Hardy's in its essence 
carrying on, trying to help people achieve gold medals, giving them the guidance and backing, that's what we're trying to yeah, do, yeah. and growing plants for show gardens outside as well. Now, now Rob was telling me you've just been on a botanising trip. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely fascinating. Fantastic. Oh, brilliant, yeah, go go for a, a 12k walk up, you know, sort of high mountains, sleep in a cave, go out every day, you know, just frolic you know fossicking for plants and everything yeah, yeah it was brilliant any Absolutely. particular highlights any plants that caught your eye oh there were hundreds yeah. there really were i mean the the best thing really was the fact that we saw the fragile uh, location of where they're all growing up in the high drakensberg we also saw at least 30 percent were still endemic plants i think there was only one plant we found that could have been a nuisance and that wasn't native so that really was quite refreshing to see because you can go other places and all non-endemics have taken over up there it hasn't it's still because it's quite a harsh environment it still relies upon its burning um, either natural burning so the plant other plants don't actually survive there so it was brilliant but very very fragile environment you know if it gets a, if grazing from local areas do escape in there it gets damaged yeah, and that, that's the big worry with a lot of these places, especially when you're somewhere in countries where they don't have the manpower to be able to, you know, sort of keep people out and stop them from encroaching into the parkland because they see it as a lovely green space and they have no green left in their own countries. That's the problem. So I, I want to go back. I want to see other things. I want to go back at a different time of year and see what other material is there. What was really interesting was you'd go 20 meters and what was the dominant plant changed. And it was just whether it was slightly shady from a big overhang or it was a slight gully, there was therefore more water. And it was really interesting to see what changed. And, and so your meadows were changing as you walked. Yeah, oh, fascinating. Uh, yeah, that must have been super. Well, thank you for your time. Um, I'm glad you're not disappearing totally. Oh, we'll no, no, still no, no, see no, no. you around that at other shows. That would be a really good trick, though, if it did disappear completely. <laughs> well, I, hope, I hope the rest of today goes well. I hope you get to speak to a lot, lot of people. Yeah, thank you very and, much. Uh, We've already spoken to a lot. I'm going to be losing my voice by the end of the day. <laughs> thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Cheers. Next, it's a charity that I think deserves more attention for the work they do for children with life-limiting illnesses. One that I've supported in a small way and one I hope to support a lot more in the future. I'm with Linda Petrons from my favourite charity, Green Fingers. Hi, Linda. Hi. Now, you're the director of fundraising, I think, aren't Hi. you, for Green Fingers? Yeah. yeah. I'm the director of fundraising and communications. communications. So, perfect place to be today at the Garden Press event. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Now, I know what it's all about, but can you explain what Green Fingers do? So, Green Fingers Charity is a charity that creates magical and inspiring gardens for life-limited children and their families who spend time in hospices. And that's hospices right across the UK, so right from Scotland, right down to Cornwall, across to Wales and, and beyond. Since the charity's been um, around, 20, that's 20 years, we've built 59 gardens and have really ambitious plans to build another at least three for this year. Now that's 59 gardens, so they all have hospices attached? Yeah, all of our work is, is in children's hospices. So we've built 59 gardens in children's in the grounds of children's hospices. Yeah. yeah. Now, this must cost a lot of money. Um, where are your main sources of, of income? Where, where, where do you find that money? 
We're very, very lucky to be supported mostly by the gardening industry. So that's garden centres, manufacturers and suppliers. Um, we've also got a really great partnership with uh, Q Green Hotels. And you might not have heard of that brand, but their uh, Holiday Inns and Crown Plazas are, are attached to uh, the brand. Um, and there are 77 ho uh, hotels within that group. And we've also recently um, signed up a, a, with a, a partnership with Clarins UK, the skincare product company. Um, so a plant-based uh, cosmetic company, perfume company, aligning itself with a plant-based, garden-based charity is perfect. Yeah, that's very exciting. Of course, they'll spread your name globally, won't they? Yeah, well, they've got 2,500 staff. So that's 2,500 people more that know about us than did before for the partnership and then also their customers um, not only in the UK but across the world so you know, for us it's fantastic. And how are you working for, with them or how are they working with you? Yeah. So they've, they've made a, a donation, sort of a one-off donation um, that will entirely fund a garden that we're building at Haven House Children's Hospice in East Lo in uh, Woodford Green so in um, a lovely forest in, in Woodford Green. Uh, the garden's being designed by Tom Hoblin, so he's very much uh, going to be involved with Haven ha uh, with with Clarins, sort of talking through the designs and um, and how they can get involved in volunteering in the gardens and what have you. Um, we're also hoping that the staff are going to be involved in fundraising, so the two and a half thousand staff, yeah, hopefully, will get involved in some way. So yeah, very very exciting for us. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned Tom. But you have other designers in, involved in the projects, don't you? I, I think uh, I mentioned earlier that I'd heard... Um, who was it I heard on one of Anne -Marie. the... Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, wasn't yeah. it? That's right. So Anne-Marie is one of our patrons. and um, This she, is, is Anne-Marie... Anne-Marie Powell. Powell, yes. um, Amazing designer, really, really charitable uh, lady. Just We love working with her. She heads our garden committee, um, you know, shares her wisdom, her knowledge and experience. And... Uh, you know, is, is guiding us through the garden processes which is just fantastic we couldn't do without her she's amazing yeah. and I'd just like to really say a massive thank you to you because you um, did a great seed promotion for us recently on Twitter which really helped to raise awareness of the work we do so you know it's raised some money which is fantastic and we hope the person who bought the seeds is going to share the pictures of their flowers on social media in the, in the coming weeks and months ahead so oh, thank you thank you Linda thank you very much I heard Anne-Marie on, on another podcast, as I think I said to you, So, and she painted such a great picture of the charity, which is why I was drawn to you today. So thanks right. for your time. Brilliant. Where, you. where can people find you? Um, they can find us online. We're greenfingerscharity.org.uk. Okay. And are you on social media? Yeah, we are. We're, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, you'll find us by looking up Greenfingers Charity. Brilliant. Yeah. Linda, thanks for your time. Let me tell you quickly about an exciting new project I'm involved in. I've teamed up with Learning with the Experts, a company offering online courses in a wide range of horticultural subjects. They've got really intimate class sizes, well-known experts and top quality videos that you can stop or start at your convenience. So if Pete Udolph, Noel Kingsbury or Andy McKindo are some of your favourite gardeners, go to my website joffelfic.co.uk where you'll find information on their amazing courses starting from about £29. The courses are recommended by the Association of Landscape Designers, Guardian Select and Mumsnet. I'm with James McDonald from Plant Surge. Now James, I'm absolutely fascinated 
plants taste better, grow better, and need less water. Now, we've got a product here. Um, can we look at it and we can describe it and then talk about what it does? Fantastic. It's called Plant Surge. And what it does, it's very unique to the industry. First time we've, the industry has seen a product like this. It clips onto your garden hose or your water pipe. So what Plant Surge will do, it'll, it, it'll impart a magnetic field on tap water or any running water. Um, so if you're using it in the garden to water your plants, you simply clip it onto the garden hose or the cold water pipe and leave it and you forget about it. Yeah. And the, the scientists believe that the, the water that's treated with magnetic fields makes the molecular structure smaller. So the water molecules, it breaks down into smaller structures. And those molecules, they can get to the root system and get across the root system into the, into the plant a lot more efficiently than the larger mo molecules, which is normal standard tap water. And it also takes more nutrition in. So plants are better hydrated using less water and they get more nutrition. Now that's the, that's the theory, because even the top scientists who we work with simply don't know exactly how it works. So have you seen the results with your, bare, you know, your own eyes? Results have been quite spectacular. We can't oversell this product because it's, it's brand new and it's not our place to do so. But we actually ran field studies with one of Britain's largest growers of edible flowers, Ben Wild from Wild Greens Farm up in Yorkshire. And when, when we sent the units to Ben, they said, Ben, we, we didn't know him, we just simply sent him the units. He trialed a thousand viola plugs, viola plants, with plant surge water, and a thousand violas with standard tap water. Six weeks later, the, the plants should flower in six weeks. The treated water with plant surge flowered within, flowered a week faster than the tap water. Now, he was astounded because he's in the business of supplying edible flowers and they need it quickly. So, you know, 12,000 plants in his mind, flowering a week quicker, will make a massive difference to his bottom line. Um, we then took the field studies and thought, well, we better validate them. So we went to Chris Wiley from So Successful Independent Plant Tester and said, Chris, could you please validate these, these field studies, these field observations? And Chris has been testing a whole series, a whole variety of indoor and outdoor plants, orchids for indoor, violas, outdoor and indoor violas, and all sorts of different varieties. Results have been amazing. We, we don't want to over-exaggerate, but, but some of the viola plants... Yeah, I can see from the pictures you've got here. Yeah, yeah. Like for like testing, the plant surge watered violas would say over, over a four-week period have 16 flowers on them. Tap water, like for like, identical, temperature, water, soil. You know, we use Thomson Morgan's which award-winning soil. Um, everything identical, three flowers compared to 16. Now, it doesn't sound impressive, but it's huge, that percentage. The orchids were 27% more flowers, which is still amazing. They're very slow-growing, but it was noticeable. So from that, we, we've extrapolated that we know this, is, this, is, this can offer gardeners, those who grow, whether it's vegetables, indoor plants, outdoor plants, noticeable benefits. And what's exciting is, it's about the first product we think we found that the scientists just don't know how it works. That's quite exciting because you've got a, a plant that everyone can see works, a, a product that works. Gardeners, plant growers, plant lovers, wow, I noticed the, the benefits, but scientists are going, well, that's great, but we don't know how it works. What I'd like to know is, how was it discovered? Essentially, as a nutritionist, as a nutrition scientist, I was looking at ways that I could 
I could uh, get more nutrition into organic vegetables. About 10 years ago, I was backpacking in Australia and I did, I did some work on a strawberry uh, farm. And the farmers had told me that they, they used magnetic water for the strawberries, but they had massive inline systems and they were doing 100,000 acres, huge. And they said that the, the yield was much better. They gave me all the numbers, I forget now, but the taste was better. So I asked about nutrition. They said they, they reckon the taste is better because the plants are having better nutrition, which it, it, it kind of makes sense. So the company, there's a London company called EcoCamel that specialize in water-saving technology. And they do home descalers and industrial descalers. And, I, they make, and so it produces magnetic energy and magnetized water. So I said, could you make up a, a, a device for gardens and, and gardeners? And they said, yeah, we'll do it. So they went ahead and made plant surge. The magnets have to be configured correctly, have to be angled correctly, has to be a certain strength of the magnet. So you can't simply, oh, go to your local hardware shop and buy some magnets and super glue them onto, that will not work. <laughs> the plants will die, <laughs> honestly. So, um, that's, so that was really exciting. So that's kind of how it came about. But, but it's because it's probably the newest products for the gardening industry in 2020, and it has that allure of science, but not knowing quite how it works. A bit of magic to it. Because you, or myself, or, my, or me as a, as, a, as a gardener, plant lover, once you start using it, you will notice. Even it's just the vibrancy. Can we actually have a look at the, at the product? Yes, of course, here we go. So, so this is the product, in a, so this, this is a pre-production model. Yes. So um, it's very easy to fit. You can't just pull the magnets apart. You don't need screws so, to hold it together, no, do you? No. no, so you have to slide it. Oh, I see. And then you slide it off. Yes. So you will put the hose pipe or the metal cold water pipe. It's 15 millimeters, which is standard. Yeah. Once that's fitted in between there, it's so easy to put this back on it goes so it snaps into place snaps into yeah. place it doesn't even snap when you've got the, the pipe in between it it just very gently clumps in and and that stays there you don't have to move it you can just leave it it last a lifetime and as you say you can either put that on your hose or you can actually put it on the I cold water yes, I prefer the cold water mains yeah. because it's great on the plastic hose pipe but it's quite heavy if you feel it yeah, I mean, that's imagine that on the end of your hose pipe yeah. it will be heavy and the older person will be <laughs> having struggling to hold it up so we say, put it on the on, on the, the the metal pipe, which then your plastic hose attaches to. Yeah. You just leave it. It just fit and forget it, and no power, no maintenance, nothing like that. You just leave it, so it's totally eco-friendly. Exciting product. Well, thank you for your time. Now, where can people find your products, and where can they find you okay. on the web? Well, because we we we're we're a website online business at the moment. Uh, the retail price is twenty nine ninety five. It's a, a whole year's guarantee. Um, and the website you can order it from is www.plantsurge.com. That's two words, plant surge. It's one word together, .com. Brilliant. Well, thank you for your time. That's super. Wonderful. And uh, I hope it goes well. Thanks. And I really enjoyed talking to you. Exciting to share this information. A favourite now of many a head gardener. And I'd be surprised if there aren't many large gardens that don't have at least one item of their equipment. I'm with Steve Ratley from Henchman, a company I know very well, Steve, because uh, we used to use your products when I was at Barnsley House. We always used to cut the lime walk with it and uh, really useful. That was one of those platforms that, that you get that stabilise both ends. Yes. Um, but you've got a whole range of um, products that I'm not very familiar with. Could you just tell us what you do 
you know, so, other than the platform that I'm familiar with. I mean, henchmen synonymous with safety working at height, and that's very much our USP. So what we've got here is every ladder is a compromise. What we've got on display today is we've got two types. We've got a four leg, which is rated at 150 kilos, and it allows the comfort of a conventional platform that a lot of people will be familiar with. Um, it offers safety in abundance. You can lean off the sides, you can lean off the front with it. And it, a lot of people enjoy it because, of course, it's got two foot long legs, which allow it to make, remain upright and stable on uneven ground. And that's an attribute that most henchman products ladders have got. And it's something that makes us stand out from the crowd. The four leg one allows us to go from naught to two foot variance in ground within a 1.3 meter span. Um, and is very much one of those conventional looking like ladders. It's not our branch leader because the real star is the tripod. So the tripod ladder is the something that can basically makes up the bulk of our sales. Yeah. Um, we have got the only, we've got the IPR. It's the only ladder that you'll find in the UK or anywhere else for that matter that's got the combination of three adjustable legs and a seven-inch platform. The platform's three foot down from the top of the ladder, and that's across the range. They go from six foot to sixteen foot high, but the platform disc disencourages if there is such a word yeah, as disencourages yeah. i think there is i think there is um from people going beyond this point so yes. in other words three foot from the top you see a lot of people and this is where the accidents start is where they start going higher so you're kind of penned into the ladder at three foot down from the top we've recessed the next rung i use the term loosely so that you don't bash your shins on it and you achieve your three points of contact left foot right foot and your waist on the top bar which then allows you to work hands-free and allows you to lean right off the front of the ladder to get to the top of your hedge which of course is vitally important because the top of hedges tend to be a bit wider than the bottoms <laughs> but they're a wonderful product they go from six foot to 16 foot we can do the three adjustable leg which will cope with any form of uneven ground we do a one leg variant which a lot of people use inside uh, together with our rubber feet option um, which allows especially for people we're finding people from amdram amateur dramatics use it to put their lights up we're finding that we're getting increased numbers of customers that do facilities management so they work in warehouses they want a very light transportable but safe way of working at height with their hands free so for changing light bulbs in B&Q for example there was a henchman being used over the weekend <laughs> so we like to think that it's not just a solution for gardeners but it's a solution also to go in FM and indeed into increasingly we're just about to do something with the oil industry in Scotland uh, because they see the merit of working at height so I mean, we do wheelbarrows and other things, but really the tripod's what we're known for. Yeah, and, and certainly something I've used more recently, as I say, we used to use one of your platforms, but these tripod ladders, you did mention how light they are. I mean, they, they are, are incredibly light. They are. And it, I mean, for a lot of people who find that... Um, the, the reason why we brought the lightness is it's is, is not an obvious one. Fatigue plays an element in accidents with regards to working at height. So if you've got to move a heavy ladder... Now, we can make a ladder that's indestructible. You'd never be able to lift it you know so it's you're constantly trying to get the right blend of things what's more um from a it's not a malpreserved gardening so why should everything be bulky and heavy yeah. well we like we like our lady gardeners and we like them a lot so part of the reason why they are so light is we're trying to encourage more and more people um to get on it not just your classic gruff 
gardener. Yes. You know, because yeah. we like the classic gruff female gardeners too, and why not? So we try and make it nice and light because, of course, if it's nice and easy to move, then you're not going to start taking that extra leap off the side of the ladder and have your wobbles. Because yeah. the nightmare scenario is you have your wobble, you fall, and you land on your tools. And that's where none of us want to be. Um, I heard an interesting stat the other day that aside from drinking drugs during the summer, it is ladder force that is the number one cause of injuries through A&E during the summer. Uh, and we want to stop that. Yeah, that's, very that's interesting. our mission. Uh, I've got a very practical question. Sir. If I was to buy a 16-footer, yes. is does the 16-foot refer to the working foot height or the top of the ladder? Um, we, we size them with the legs in. Okay. So you could see that in the customer's favour. So, because the primary purpose of the legs is to take into account the variance in the ground, not for you to get extra height. That's a little bonus. Yeah. So if the ground is flat, then you can get yourself an extra 18 inches or so of extra height by adjusting the legs. Um, but what it does do, of course, as I said, all that is a compromise is it does increase the distance from the deck to the first rung. And that's something we have to point out to people. Yes. Yeah. That's only with the tripod. We get around it a different way with the foreleg where we've actually got another rack of ladders that allow us to do it because the four-leg uh, four variants, they will then go up at a full two foot. So we've engineered into that a very lightweight frame which just hangs off. I've not got one here, but it hangs off here which allows you to use the full height oh, from I the see. extended yes. legs. Yeah. So when you buy a 16-foot ladder, that's with the legs in. Yeah, okay. So Fine. it's in the favour of the customer. And is that to the top of the ladder or to the No, it's to the platform. top. The platform is three foot down from okay. the top, yeah. which again is there to ensure that you don't go any higher yeah. because that's unsafe. And it also gives us an opportunity to have a nice four-rung, seven-inch deep platform for people to go on. I'm a large chap, as you can see. I'm 16 and a half stones. When I work on conventional ladders, before I understood that there were henchmen out there, one of the big things that would really get to me would be carry, carrying tools. It would actually be the rung in my instep yeah. of my feet. That would be the thing that would make me come down. God, you know. Well, that's not very good for productivity. It introduces fatigue. So that's why we're wedded to the concept of having the three adjustable legs and the seven inch deep platform and henchman is the only ladder that has the com those combinations yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. well steve thanks for your time it's been a pleasure it's lovely to speak to you at last i've seen you all the shows but you're always too busy oh do you know <laughs> well that's one lovely thing about i mean you know henchman is a brand it is a well-known brand um you know you, we've seen each other at chelsea and hampton court and stuff like that where we're pleased to say that last year we broke records so yeah. Good. So obviously the henchman message, the safety message is getting through to our customers and uh, it's a joy selling them because it is a very special thing and they are professional grade ladders. You can leave them outside. The fittings are stainless steel on the tripod. We're very proud of them. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Steve, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye now. That's it, and my day is done. I'm catching the 3.30 train from Paddington to Cheltenham Spa. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch or look at the range of online gardening courses on offer, go to my website, joffelfick.co.uk, where you can drop me an email or find my mobile number for texting or calls. Thanks for listening, and in the meantime, may your secateurs be well honed, your box free of blight, and your garden sufficiently dry uh -huh, to give it at least one cut before Easter. I'll see you next time.
very proud to be supporting them in their biggest show um, ever. Um, Rob's looking over at me like, what are you saying with that big furry microphone? <laughs> um, so they've got a very big sculpture going in the middle of their garden. It's the same size as a show garden, but in the floral marquee. They've got some plants which have been... He's still laughing at this fluffy microphone, Jim. I, I think I'll go and accost him yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> so sorry, he's just pointing and looking. I'll come and get you in a minute. Outrageous. <laughs> you put me off there, Rob. You put me right off. <laughs> you want to face that way? <laughs> yeah. I'm back to... Um, this is 2020. Yeah, I know. It's sort of uh, <laughs> off-putting, isn't it? Yeah. it down a bit. You're lucky it could have been the big red foam one that slices like a clown's nose. Yeah. <laughs> so we're aiming to link gardens. Yeah. OK, well, Helen, thanks for your time. I'm going to go and accost the Hardys, I think. Do you think that's a good idea? Very good idea, yeah. yeah they've been causing trouble all morning. <laughs>